0: Hey, guys, it's Dr. Delvina, board-certified psychiatrist in South Florida. Are you ready to take the couch? Hey, guys, it's Dr. Delvina. Are you ready to take the couch? Hey, 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 guys, it's another Sunday night. It's time for the Brain Love Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Delvina, psychiatrist in South Florida, and the queen of brain love. Are you guys ready? Are you ready to take the couch? So last Sunday, I was on with uh, Queen Abena, uh, Queen Nana Abena Coco Ado, pardon me. And um, that was just part one. I didn't want to give you the full interview all at one time because it, it was a lot. You know, we talked about a lot of things. We discussed bipolar um, especially as it personally pertains to her. And we also discuss her um, her other phases of the bipolar, not just the mania and the hypomania, but we also discuss the depression and um, the suicidal thinking. So we're picking back up here, as Nana is describing for me being diagnosed with bipolar in February 2015. And she goes into a lot of details about the behaviors that were present and how it affected her, her job and how eventually it actually got her fired because during a hypomanic phase or during a manic phase, I should say, she posted herself in lingerie all over the Internet. Okay. Hey, hey, hey guys, we're back on the couch. I'm back with Miss Queen Nana Abana. Abana is Abana, correct? Abena. Abana. Say your full yeah. name for me, Queen. Nana,
1: Abena, Koko, Ado. Koko. Yeah. So Nana means, actually Nana means like, you know, it's a title like uh, queen or king in the local language. Abena means I'm Tuesday born. And then Koko means second girl in Ghana, but I'm not a second girl. I was named after someone who was a second girl. And then Ado is my family name.
0: Wow. Okay. Thank you for for sharing that and explaining that. Um, I was telling you before I'll be in Ghana in January, so I'll have my yeah. ceremony. Um, I'm so curious to see what my actual name would be. So yeah. I, I've been calling you Queen Queen because I've been yeah. Queen Nana.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so maybe I should have been saying Queen Abana Abena. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, guys, we're back on the couch with the queen from Ghana. You know that she's a mental health advocate. Um, she has a, um, a very special foundation that helps folks with mental health challenges, psychosocial Africa. And um, if you've watched the first part of this video, you know that we've really gone through basically her mental health journey. She's been so open and sharing the things that she's encountered um, and how basically how things were for her when she had her first manic episode, some of the things that occurred during subsequent manic episodes, hypomanic episodes, uh, the depressive episodes as well. September is suicide, national suicide prevention awareness month. Um, And so we're just trying to have an open and honest conversation about mental health and wellness. Pardon me. And uh, of course, she's all the way in Ghana, man. She's over in the motherland. So at times when someone's in another country, you know, sometimes the internet goes in and out and things like that. So that's why we had to stop and pick up again, but we're back on the couch. Yeah. So listen, um, Queen uh Abena, since I'm not yeah. Queen Nana, Queen Abena, yeah. um let's see. I have a couple of questions for you again. Yeah. I have my last three questions. Um, the first question I have for you is. What would you advise anyone who has mental health challenges? How would you advise them, or, or you as a mental health advocate? What would you tell them?
1: So, first of all, when you are diagnosed, you have to understand the condition you are dealing with. I live with bipolar disorder, so I know. I have lent. I look for people every day that live with bipolar disorder, so that I don't. I really understand what is. I go through. When you understand what you go through, when you have a relapse or not, it's easier to you know process things to get back to your normal. So know your condition, know the symptoms, know the causes. When you are giving medication, know your medication. Is it going to contradict with something else you're taking? Is it? Are you supposed to stop alcohol? Are you supposed to stop? You know, so many things. How is it affecting your your cycle as a woman? How is it affecting your libido? Is it affecting your skin? Pay attention to yourself when you're on medication. So what I would say is, yes, just pay attention to yourself. Know your condition. uh, Know your medication. And then when it comes to stigma, you know, when people, people can stigmatize out of ignorance and lack of understanding. But when you don't understand yourself and you don't know that, okay, this is just something that is affecting my brain. And it's it's, it's cyclical or it comes once in a while. It doesn't define who I am. If you don't know that, your mental illness is going to drag you down every time you have a relapse. But when you know who you are, you know your condition, you know the symptoms, the causes, how to, you know, manage it, it helps. Um, Medication, there's no cure for bipolar disorder so as medication is used for you know treatment and management and um if we not have a cure should not you know dampen your spirit um take your medication take your medication know your condition know your side effects and know how to deal with it and when you are diagnosed with a mental health problem, it's not a death sentence. It's not the time for you to look down on yourself. It's not the time for you to be worthless. Sometimes it's a process. I know from the first time I was diagnosed till now, I have really, really improved. Like, it's like I have thick skin now. I accept myself for who I am. I've accepted myself as somebody who lives with bipolar disorder. And I have to adjust some things so that I can, you know, live my life to the fullest. So don't self-stigmatize. Don't look down on yourself. Don't feel you're different just because you have a mental health diagnosis. Don't, don't see yourself as different at all. No. You're still that amazing woman. Um, you're still that intelligent girl, you're still that person who's going to get married, run a business, or you know, own a job, run for that government position. Don't let your condition limit you in any way. There are some times you would need support, and that is okay. We all need support. So when you understand yourself, you're able to express yourself, like on how maybe your medication affects you, or how your 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 condition is um, affecting you socially. When you speak up and accept the things that you are not able to do, and then speak to the right sources, and you get you know the support you need. Um, if uh, your relapse have made you Lose self confidence is that if it has made you not like some things about you, don't worry. Just have the mindset that I want to love myself again. I want to be that woman that I was once again, or even better, and keep on, you know, nurturing your mind. Be careful of the pages you follow on social media. If there's something that, let's say you're living on bipolar, I follow a lot of bipolar awareness pages. I I see people daily sharing their stories, how they overcome their challenges. So I'm always abreast with what to do next. Sometimes you can't prevent the relapse because there's no cure for bipolar. But when the relapse happens, how are you getting back on track? When you don't have all these resources at your disposal, you know, people that support you, proper mental health services, you always feeding your mind with something positive.
0: Mm-hmm. It will be
1: very challenging for you. So I always follow the mental health pages that see positive things about people that live with mental health problems. I was, I I think I was following the hashtag mental health or bipolar. That's how I came across your page. And you are always putting amazing content there, you know. Uh, allowing us to love ourselves, our brain, or whatever challenges that we may be facing. So always arm yourself. It's a daily affair. It might take some time before you get over your low self-esteem or the shame that comes with your relapses, but you will get there. I know I have gotten there. There are days that I slide or feel, but Mm -hmm. I cry for a minute, I wipe my tears, put on my heels, and I'm back on the game. That's right.
0: You do. Yeah. Yep. when you fall off of that horse, you can't lose your mm-hmm. motivation. You can't mm-hmm. uh, lose faith in yourself in the process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's absolutely correct. Thank you so much for that answer. I love it. Um, you know, and especially you include the information about the medication and how you yeah. must understand your medication regimen. Yeah. You got to understand it. Yeah. So my my second question for you is, how do you take care of your own mental health and wellness? I know you talked about the medications. What else yeah. are you going to take care of your mental health and wellness?
1: So for me, I've been on my medication for about six years now. Um, should be told, sometimes I have challenges remembering to take it, but And now I have a timer on my phone when I'm not able to take it. Don't fear that you're going to have a relapse just because you didn't take it for one day. You might forget sometimes because it's a daily affair. Sometimes you have to do it in the morning and evening. It takes time to get used to the routine. If you're somebody who has never been sick before, had any terminal condition. So it takes time. And I take my medication. Whenever I'm not feeling okay, I talk to a therapist I'm always asking my doctor questions. I'm always, you know, yeah, I ask a lot of questions. I'm always, and when they say something that doesn't so well with you, speak up because as a patient, you have rights. we, I think two years ago, or three years ago, quality rights was introduced in Ghana. And um, I don't know if you haven't heard quality of quality rights before, Google WHO quality rights. And then it teaches you, you know, how patients should be treated, how professionals should treat patients. So it makes it very easy for you to go to the hospital because when you fear going to the hospital, you fear being restrained, you feel, you know, chemically or physically being restrained, or you fear that, you know, people are going to not take good care of you when you're in the hospital. Like, it all prevents people from getting treatment. So now that quality rights is coming in, um, it's, you know, the process of people being educated on the topic is ongoing. Uh, We've done assessments of, um, I was part of the assessment team um, to assess all the psychiatric hospitals and units in the country. We did the assessments. We came out with a report, and then we moved on to the implementation phase where we are training, um, you know, heads of the hospitals how they should, you know, aim at reaching better standards for the hospital, you know, standards like, you know, services being, um, you know, observing human rights, services, you know, being done with respect, services um, being used. You have to see the patients as an equal, you know, um, services for mental illness should not be degraded as compared to physical health services. So these are all things that we are looking at. Now, one uh, second, Queen. Did
0: you say Google H W H
1: O quality rights? Yeah, yeah. So that is a very, like, it's a course, I think it's six modules. It's open to anybody at all to, you know, study, you know, be part of a course. It helps you know how to treat persons with mental illness better. So apart from me taking my medication, doing my, you know, therapy, I'm also feeding my mind positively all the time. The tough times will come. For me, my relapses have always been in on social media. It's always a public spectacle. I get a lot of people, you know, Um, cyber-bullying me, people insulting me because they feel I've destroyed their reputation and so many things. So it takes a huge emotional toll on me. It really takes a huge emotional toll on me. And it's something that... I haven't planned to do, but it happens, and then I have to like almost every six months, maybe something has happened, and I have to apologize to people. I have to apologize to myself. But when I'm constantly feeding my mind with positive stuff, there are a lot of there's this a YouTube uh, channel that I follow. It, it does affirmations, Aisha Noel or something, and I'm always listening to affirmations. Affirmations as a black woman, affirmations on how to build my confidence. Confidence, affirmations to not let me down. And I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. So I listen to a lot of, you know, preachers that actually teach the word. And um, I use the word of God to, you know, guide me a lot. And it's um, that those are the few things that I do. But in general, when it comes to taking care of yourself as a mental health patient, in Ghana, we can do so much better when it comes to the services that we have. We need more alternative services. Aside, you know, the, most of the time it's just medication. Cognitive, you know, um, therapy is almost like 2% or 5%. But there's a lot of medication and being institutionalized. And when the quality rights comes to stay, and or we'll move from all those things, and it will be a more human rights based, you know, human friendly people that have mental health uh, conditions should not be seen as charity cases. We want to get well and get back to our work, to our family, to our marriage, to whatever goals and dreams we have for ourselves. We don't want to be ditched out, you know, leftovers. No, we actually want to be part contributing to the services. So don't look down on yourself I don't look down on myself i'm always feeding my mind positively because because of the things i have done during my relapses there's always somebody out there throwing negativity at me so i also have to brace myself continually with positive thoughts watching youtube videos listening to podcasts that have my spirit compliance my medication and also if there's anything that used to trigger me I have to try and take that thing out of my environment. If I can't take it out of my environment, it means I have to double my mental capacity to, you know, block all the negative things that is going to make me feel down, that is going to make me feel like I'm worthless, that is whatever is going to make me feel ashamed of myself. I have to take those things out. It is not a one-day wonder thing, no or it's, it doesn't happen overnight. So you have to consistently feed yourself, consistently nurture yourself, consistently train yourself. And, you know, they said it takes uh 21 days to, uh, what do you call it, develop um, a new um, trait or something, maybe 90 days to get a habit, to learn something new is 21 days and then to develop um, a habit, maybe 90 days. So try and, you know, do it consistently, consistently, consistently. You wake up one day, you are overconfident. You wake up one day, you don't care what people say about you, even if you have a mental health condition. It allows you, when you don't look down on yourself as a person living with mental health conditions, you can go to places that you can find opportunities. You can actually be on a on a, on, on a, a, a video like this, sharing your experiences, educating people, making people... Who, feel relevant, important, and worthy, even though they live with a mental health problem. People with heart diseases don't face any stigma most of the time. People with diabetes don't face stigma. Even HIV now doesn't even face it. So much stigma. And there's so much stigma associated with mental health. It starts with you. It started with me. It started with me working on myself to see myself worthy, so when anybody even says something, yes, I might feel the pain, maybe just for a moment, but I know what I am grounded on, so I'm able to move on.
0: I can hear you. I'm sorry, tell me. I'm sorry I, I didn't hear myself. Thank you so very okay. much for that. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um, so and I know that you do yoga also, you do alternative
1: yoga. Yeah, Probably. I don't know. Can I do like, uh, what'd you call it? Like do a yoga pose when you're done?
0: Sure. 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 As yeah. long as we'll be able to see you, I don't know how the camera. Yeah. I'll,
1: I'll just go back a little. We'll just give it a try if it's possible.
0: I love it. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Let's do that. So Thanks. the last question I have for you is what is the state of mental health treatment? You kind of alluded to it, but what mm-hmm. is the state of mental health
1: treatment in Ghana? I would say it is not the best, but every day it is improved since the introduction of the quality rights. I know, like, it's, it's been like three years or two years since the, like, you know, they introduced it. I know that hospitals have been assessed. So the assessment means we looked for the loopholes, the gaps, so that we can fill them up. So it started with assessment. We are training the individuals that work in the facilities. We are training officials, you know, government officials, media personalities on how to handle mental health issues. There are also groups that are working on, you know, something like, uh, um, you know, attempts. have been doing a suicide attempt Is a crime in my country that, you know, uh, the NGOs and, you know, CSOs working so hard to take that clause from the Constitution so that it's not a crime. Did you
0: just say a suicide attempt is a crime in your country? Yeah.
1: (gasps) Yeah, it is. Wow. it is it is and um, this is you know something like an old law from you know the colonial system which even the people that colonize us have stopped you know that so it's like it's almost in the pipeline you know but it's something one of the things we've been advocating yeah. for it's because if 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 somebody feels if I know like you know this is a suicide attempt it makes them um, actually co- end it. Because it's like, if I try and I'm caught, I'll be arrested. So if I try it, I must really end it. Oh my God. It doesn't also make people talk about it because, oh, if this is a crime or if this is a taboo, it wouldn't make people talk about it. Huh. And also um, when it comes to, um, I don't, I really don't know your healthcare system so well, but like an idea of maybe something like Obamacare, like, you know, it was supporting some people. So when it comes to mental health patients, like the support that they may get from the government may, may be very minimal or not be there at all. And um what do you call it? We need more alternative therapies, you know, yoga for your mental health, music for your mental health, Brighten um, for your mental health, rather than every time when you go to the hospital, is a new medication for you. Like, what is the medication doing to my liver, my kidney? You know, the rest of there was one time my cycle increased to about forty five days before you know I menstruated, and I went to the I went to the the hospital and, and I went to the pharmacy. You know, just going to pick up my prescription. And then the pharmacist goes like, have you done any um, um F, S, uh, wait, the follicle stimulating hormone mm-hmm. and then the luteinizing hormone. Have I done, run any tests on them? And then my vitamin D because the, the, the medication that I'm taking is going to affect the levels of these chemicals in my body.
0: Mm-hmm. And I was
1: like, I, like, I felt, I felt informed and devastated at the same time because I'm like, I have to take this medicine every day because that's what it sort of keeps me sane but this same medicine too, could be affecting something else in my body negatively because you know as um our little bits of pharmacology that we studied yeah you know medications always have side effects because it's targeting some receptors, it's targeting some hormones, it's going to increase something that will have a negative feedback on another organ and all those things. So medication, medication is medication is good. Too much of it harms the parent the patients rather than you know heal the, the the patient. So we need more therapies that has not involved chemicals that can damage some of our organs we need. And most of the time, when I look at my life, most of the time that I had relapses, it's more of like maybe people around me did not understand me, or maybe I didn't communicate well. So it was more of like, I didn't have good coping mechanisms. Hmm. I didn't have good, you know, therapeutic ways to heal myself. So every time I end up in a relapse, and then the first, like, you know, the first response is for you to be given medication, which is not always ideal. Um, so the, the health care, the mental health care system in Ghana is improving. It's a very slow pace. I hope, you know, all stakeholders will be involved, government, you know, we shouldn't be just excited when like it's a huge funding coming into mental health before we see our politicians, you know, rallying because most of the time, if it's not something that there's a lot of money inside, people don't go for it. And uh, mental health is not so funded in Ghana, so it doesn't make a lot of people interested in that field. There's a lot of stigma uh, being faced by professionals in that field, even aside the patient. So we, we need more education. We need more investment in mental health. We need some of the clauses in the constitution changed so that it is safe for people to speak up about their mental health challenges when it comes to institutions, corporate bodies, just as, you know, they don't discriminate against people with heart disease, diabetes. They shouldn't discriminate against people with mental health problems. You know, there has to be systems in our schools, our jobs that help people reintegrate into society when they have relapses or manic episodes. Just as somebody who will have, like you know, malaria, you can get three days off, go and take care of yourself, and come back. Malaria affects your blood. It's it's, it's part of your, you know. Sometimes we call blood an organ, but sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. So um, your your blood is affected, your pancreas, or whatever these other conditions. There's no so stigma, so much stigma surrounding it. When it comes to mental illness, you know, you're called a mad woman, a crazy person, a psychopath. All these things must stop. We need to educate ourselves. See mental health challenges as normal things that actually happen, so that we can we can attend to it just as it's supposed to be. Having daily conversations about it, having open minded conversations about it. I am I am thinking of you know um, continuing my education in cl- clinical psychology or global mental health, and I don't even want to do it in my country because. I feel sometimes we are biased when it comes to mental health conditions. I I need like you know, um um a place where stigma is almost all over the world, but there's some places I know of Australia, I know the UK, the US. You know, mental health is like a very serious topic, and at least there's a lot more support there than in my country. And I, I want to see my country get there, you know, after schooling, I'm coming back, making sure I see change where I am. I'm going to be there. Um, Oprah, I love to listen to Oprah a lot. She always goes like, you know, you don't have to be like on the Oprah show on the Oprah you know a channel or whatever you can be an oprah in your small bakery shop you can be an oprah in your cosmetology you know salon you can be your oprah and like you know in your daughter's room just be there and your small space and be so excellent that you know you you're not you're not you, you're not easily ignored not loud but be excellent in what you do and then she gives this example that when you go to uh, a mcdonald's and then you know you order your beggar maybe uh, i've forgotten almost of the, all of them but like you know your your beggar maybe an egg sandwich and then you get like you know um, a coffee or maybe a smoothie and then you know the the waiter or the waitress that asks you do you need extra ketchup do you need extra tissue you know the the it's, it's a small job quote in to be a waitress or a waiter but the waiter or the waitress, when they portray excellence, when they give you the best of service, you remember them wherever they go. So whenever you get the opportunity, also be excellent. You know, don't stigmatize, don't um, don't discriminate, take mental health issues seriously. And I know eventually we're all going to, you know, live in a world that is stigma free. If like, if I'm not being too ambitious like you know a world free of stigma so that people can speak up people can get help people will not feel ashamed and worthless and um this is my last question i um i don't know if you give me the chance to you know say a special thank you to some people so i'm done with my last question when i get opportunity to give some shout outs and some thank yous then i take it from there go ahead Okay, so I want a big, big shout out to all my Instagram followers, first of all, my anybody that follows me on any of my YouTube or on my social media platforms and always encourage me, always give me positive vibes, you know, I say thank you. It, 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 it does so much for me. you have no idea. it does so much for me. I want to say special thanks to all the members of psychosocial Africa. I want to say thank you to the professionals on the platform they They give us free medical advice whenever we are going through a relapse or a crisis. I want to say from let's say the oldest Dr. Jemaima Kankam who is also a psychiatrist in the states. She's actually a fellow. Of the psychiatric society, uh, Auntie Abanda, who is a therapist. Um, She has a book, uh, Hope Mongers. She's an amazing therapist. You know, whenever I need her, um, I know therapy is expensive in the States. This woman calls me over Zoom, you know, helps me out, gives me coping mechanisms, and she doesn't charge me a dime. Um, Dr. Eugene Dodor is also a, a Ghanaian psychiatrist. He was in my school when. I was going through all these challenges, and he was always there to support me. Um, my psychology lecturer when I was in UCC, Dr. Akom, um, yeah, Mr. Akom, he's a clinical psychologist. He was actually the first person that brought to my attention my change in my mood and behavior, but I didn't know. So it's After I got diagnosed and it's like, he's always been helpful. My dean of students, he's like, you know, the former dean of students for uh, University of Cape Coast. This man will leave his office, come and check up on me in my depressive days, make sure I step out of my room to go and eat. Because there were days I wasn't eating, I wasn't bathing. This man took me as his daughter and made sure I was back on my feet going for lectures and so many other things the current you of know, students of ucc you know whenever he sees anything negative about me on the on social media he, he always reminds me abna you're intelligent you can do you can go back to school whatever you want to do come let's talk what, what else do you want to do with your life i don't want i don't like seeing this negative news About you. I want to say thank you to my mom, my dad, my little brother. My nuclear family has been so, so, so amazing. They cry with me. They laugh with me. They have never for once, you know, shunned me. There are people that are abandoned by their families at prayer camps or some, you know, hospitals. Just because they have mental illnesses, my nuclear family have been so amazing. They've been so supportive. I want to say thank you to my friends, everybody that has been part of this journey. You know, I just want to say a big, big thank you to all of you. I love you. I love my mates from UCC: Robert, Ivan, Aaron. These are my three buddies that always make sure I was at lectures you know i was i was i was like i had a 3.7 in my first year second year in school then when i had my relapse from i went from 3.7 to 1.3 And I was ashamed to go for lectures. I wasn't feeling confident. These three friends always made sure I was at the lecture hall. I was studying. I was ready for exams. You know, my my medicine could make me sleep throughout lectures. But when we get back to the dormitories or to our our halls, they're going to make sure that I understand whatever that was taught in class. I, I just appreciate everyone that has supported me positively in my journey. I might not have been able to mention everybody's name, but I just want to say thank you, um, Dr. Delvina. Thank you for this opportunity. I'm always passionate about sharing my story because I know it's going to help someone out there. So thank you so much for this opportunity. I am very, very grateful.
0: You are so welcome. You are very (laughs) welcome. And I thank you for coming on. And share yeah. your story with us. Because yeah. I know so many people have been helped just in yeah. hearing you talk about your experience. Yeah. Before yeah. we close out the show, um, i like to do something. It's called myth versus fact. I want to okay. ensure
1: my yeah. have yeah. understood yeah.
0: what we've yeah. been teaching them. Okay. So they can, although you're not on the screen, Queen, they can hear you. They can hear me. But what they see is okay. myth versus fact. Okay. Okay. So, You'll play along with me, Queen. Of, okay. The first okay. question. And so I'll ask the question or I'll make the statement. And then we have to state, we have to say if it's a myth or it's a, or fact. It's a fact. Okay. Yes, so the first question, if someone says that they're going to kill themselves, they're not going to kill themselves because if they were, they wouldn't tell you. Is that yeah. a myth or is that a fact?
1: It's a fact if if someone says that they're actually thinking they're actually you know trying to 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 find a solution not to kill themselves they are telling you because they really don't want to do it they just want whatever negative thing that is going on in their mind to stop so when someone shares a suicidal ideation with you you know listen first of all make the don't make the person feel judged
0: exactly. listen
1: and 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 get help professional help for the person so that the person doesn't actually carry it out. So when someone says that they are usually most of the time really thinking about it, looking for solutions to actually carry it out. Exactly. So, yeah. 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 So
0: just to clarify, you said it was a fact, but it's a okay, myth. So
1: it's a, it's a myth.
0: Yeah. And it's because of the way I posed the question. So I'm sure that was confusing. But what you say is absolutely, absolutely correct. If someone tells you they're thinking about killing themselves, you must believe them. Some people think, oh, they told me they want to kill, they want to kill themselves. So they don't want to, because if they wanted to, they wouldn't tell me. So that is a myth. Thinking that they're telling you so they won't carry it out. That's yeah, amazing, guys. If someone yeah. tells you they want to kill themselves, believe yeah, them. The facts are the
1: worst. Yeah,
0: yeah, you gotta believe them. So the next question: suicide rates and and I don't know if you've seen this, um, Queen Abana, but suicide okay. rates in little black boys and girls is on the rise. Is that a
1: myth or is that a fact? Okay, so um, I would say it's a fact. I would say it's a fact, and I would the reasons why I would give is you know um as black people African people, we've still not normalized conversations about mental health, so a lot of people are suffering in silence, and when they suffer in silence, they are not getting solutions so it it you know it causes them to actually you know have suicidal ideation and actually carry it out, so we have to create you know safe spaces for people to speak up, we have to educate more people. On mental health issues, so that we don't lose people, we don't want the statistics to be rising all the time negatively. We don't want that.
0: That's right. All right, guys, I'm only gonna hit you with those
1: two myth versus fact.
0: Questions. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, thank you
1: so much. Thank you so much too. I I hope this video you know, educates a lot of people, heals a lot of people, gives solutions to a lot of people. Um, Yes, it makes them conscious about mental health. So
0: Yes, 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 absolutely. So, um, Abena, stick around when when we finish the broadcast. To everyone else, please, if you would, if you haven't already subscribed to my Brain Love podcast, please subscribe to the Brain Love podcast. I would love to have you. As a supporter, it's on all podcast platforms. It's called the Brain Love P- Podcast, and I also have a Facebook page now for the podcast. Just so you guys know, my uh, business Facebook page, Dr. Dalvina, was unpublished by Facebook. I, am um, you know, but I understand business is business. It's all good. Yeah. And that's why people say that you cannot rely on social media to make your money yeah. because if yeah. it goes down tomorrow, what yeah. will you do? Thankfully, a lot of my uh, intellectual property that was on Facebook is also on YouTube and is also on Instagram and on other platforms like SoundCloud. So it's all good. But I am building the Brain Love Podcast Facebook page. So follow me there as well. I just want you guys to know that I'm always showing brain love and I want you guys to do the same. Do not be judgmental when someone is having a mental health challenge. Assist them, help them understand, show some compassion and show them grace if you have any questions about who I am, you can visit my website, which is Dr. Delvina, D R D E L V E N A dot help. There's no I in my name, all ease, guys. And once I go to Ghana in January, I'm sure I'm going to mm-hmm. come back with my new. Gonna,
1: can I do my yoga move? Hey, can I do my yoga move? Oh, yes, please do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in a bikini. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna yoga is one of the things I do to relax. And um, so I this actually helps me with you know stability. So let me see. Let me turn th- this way. So while I'm um, getting ready, I'll
0: so tell you guys, she's off. in the mountains. She's yeah. at a hotel because she's at a conference. There.
1: Okay. So um, my hands here, let them slowly Breathing in and out slowly. Namaste. Let me put it back on my pelvis. I'm grounded. I'm going to bring my right feet up. So I get my big toe. Taking a deep breath and then out slowly. Okay. So this I use for stability. It works on my core and This is one of my favorite yoga poses, and yoga has really helped me. It helps me meditate. It helps. It keeps me grounded whenever I'm tense, whatever, you know, um, I'm feeling like low self-esteem, and I listen to affirmations and do my yoga, and it really helps me. So thank you so much for this opportunity once again. I love you so much. Keep on doing what you're doing, and now I understand you better because we are curious, baby. Yeah, yes, yes we she was born
0: on January 30th, and I was born January yes. 31st. And yeah, so stay tuned because this coming January, I will be in Ghana celebrating my yeah. birthday, and yeah. I will look for Queen Abena so that way we can have a birthday drink, birthday mm-hmm. meal, mm-hmm. Birthday drink, and just to hug and say hello to my Aquarius twin. Namaste. Hello, yep, can you hear me? Hello. Can you hear me? I can't hear you. OK, so I think I maybe your Internet has gone out again. She can't hear me. But guys, this is the end of the show. Anyhow, so we're going to close out. Can you I hear me hear now? You now? OK, yes. All right. Well, thank you for coming on tonight. Hello.
1: Hello. Yeah. The Internet. Can you is hear gone
0: me? I can hear you.
1: Okay. Um. I tell me what you want to tell me in the chat because I can't hear you. Okay. No problem. Got it. You can talk, but it, type it too, so that I know what you're saying.
0: No worries. So I'm closing out the show, guys, and uh, you just heard from Queen Nana Abena Koko Ado. Um, and so I'm so happy that she joined us. Okay. 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 She's not okay, here. So- cool. <laughs> this is what happens um, in the business of podcast. So everybody have a great night. Have a great rest of the week. Thank you for your support. Thank you for coming on. We adore you guys. We appreciate the support and we appreciate you supporting Brain Love. So thank you. So guys, thanks again for tuning in. I appreciate you. Shout out to folks who have been uh, subscribing. I do have some monthly Subscribers, I want to give a, a shout out to them. Shout out to Mr. Daniel Williams, who's a monthly supporter, as well as Ms. Jenna Acosta, who's a monthly supporter, as well as now I cannot pronounce your name, so I'm going to get the proper pronunciation so I can shout you out. It seems like it's a Nigerian name. There's a few more other supporters. I don't want to weigh down the podcast with the names at this time, but I'll shout out you guys at a future. Um, during a future episode as well thank you so much for your financial support I appreciate you and um, guys if you're not supporting financially you're supporting by listening and I appreciate you so please continue to listen on your favorite podcast platform whether this or that is Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio if you listen through Anchor Um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever the case may be. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for always joining me on the couch. It's the end of an episode. Thank you guys for joining me on my couch. It's been a pleasure. It's Dr. Delvina. Remember,